0: Come, fellow human to the disorganized productions podcast the
1: show that fuels your spirit ignites your potential and helps you become the best version of yourself i'm your host rob and each episode will embark you on a journey to unlock the power within you tap into your limitless potential and conquer life's
0: challenges
2: But good to have you, man. You too. I, I I am uh I'm a little bit of an obsessive person. So when I find like uh I don't know, it's probably normal for any podcast addict. Um whenever I find something that I like, I'll just like you know, binge it, right? Yeah, binge a whole bunch of it. Like uh and then our buddy Snake that we uh mutual friend turned me on to your show. I was like, oh my gosh, this is right up my alley and and you know a couple of days later i've listened to like 25 hours of your show you know
1: wow and i love it i love it cool great show that that, yeah. that that's good and, and and i already just started so uh wow. good things are coming up we have some uh, some really interesting guests just like you and i had already some really crazy guests just like wow you know uh uh um Dario uh, Andrella it was a, one of the podcasts that I really enjoyed about, you know, he has a completely different perspective about the world. Um, of course, David Weiss, Mark Sargent. Um, I, I'm going to have AD, that, that one is also in our group. Uh, I will have him on Tuesday, looking forward to that one. Um, yeah, but I had some, um, Adrian, we had a podcast like three hours and 30 minutes. And the fun thing is I don't have any time here at home. The only thing I have time is when I look at my, uh, computer and that's only once in a while that I really, uh, you know, know that time is there. Uh, and otherwise I know that my boss wants me to work tomorrow at eight o'clock. So I know his dim- dimension. Okay. That will be suitable on that time level, <laughs> but the rest is just, uh, yeah, we're just having a fun time. We have some, uh, so questions, and we just have a basically a great chat. And um, I really like the conversation you already have with uh, with us in the group, and also with uh, with Mormon Rishi. I mean, yeah. uh, when, when you put things up, man, you 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 that it's like uh, gymnastic for your mind, right? Yeah, yeah. In and, and one of the reasons, like, I was so
2: excited to. Um, being invited in that chat and then to be, you know, eventually speaking with you guys. And, and I've already spoken with uh, our buddy Snake. And, um, is that that, you know, like for those of us who really dig into this kind of stuff, there's only so many people you can talk to about it. You know, you can't, you, if you have a, like a close friend or a family member, they'll kind of go back and forth with you about this stuff. But there's, there's, you know, it's it's hard to find people who you can really dig deep with this in this stuff,
1: you know? Yeah, without and then when you do, you're like, okay, let's get into this, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's that's the that's the main thing, you know. You you can talk about rocket science and and then some things you will know, and then you just like, oh, okay, uh, but if you if you dig into the the psychology stuff that we're talking about on on the group, and we're gonna have probably we're gonna have some examples for the listeners at home. That you can you can wrap your head around, <laughs> but it's crazy when you think about some things because um, sometimes you have to put away the normal thinking in a way like, um, well, give us an example and maybe please introduce yourself first so that will be uh, the introduction introduction and then we can make some uh, uh, some mind gymnastics.
2: <laughs> yeah sounds good my name's rob sills I'm, uh, I'm i live in california united states i'm uh into uh, music uh, not a huge sports guy i am uh i got into let's see when Pandora first came out, I got into um, listening to comedy on the radio, like and really enjoyed that. How you could just plug in a Pandora station and they just feed you comedians and comedians and, and and just have laughs all day long. And then um, that's how I found out Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. and then uh, by listening to his comedy, and then that eventually led to me finding out that he had a podcast, and then I was immediately obsessive when i found his podcast you know and i've i listened to i think i started listening around the time that he was at uh episode number uh say 100 or something like that and huge fan um and then you know did what a lot of other people did which is you know a lot of the guests that he had on introduced to other guests to other guests to other guests and then all of a sudden I have you know like 20 different podcasts that I listen to and stuff like that <laughs> cool and yeah and it, and, it, and it naturally you end up you know finding the stuff that you're interested in which it makes it such an awesome time to be alive is that if you have things that you're deeply interested in there's you have connections all over the world to other people who are interested in them and um, so long story short on that I'm I I would call myself a podcast junkie because I I pretty much at all times when I, when I, when I'm able to, I'll have a, you know, a headphone in and be listening to somebody talk about something, you know, (laughs) crazy. And, And a lot of it falls in the conspiracy bucket. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, let me think if there's anything. And then, uh, the thing that I did think about that I would like to kind of, to so kind of narrow down the introduction a little bit more, is I think uh, one of the things that I'm excited to talk about or that I care about or have passion about is, uh, one thing about me is that I'm, um, uh, the quote, and I think Rishi brought this up, there's a quote and I looked it up, I think it's Scott Fitzgerald who said the thing about uh, the sign of a Uh, whatever, a strong mind is to be able to hold two opposing ideas. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's something about myself that I find that I throughout my life and my adult life, I've noticed, okay, I do this on a much, I I don't want to say higher or lower, but it Mm -hmm. it feels like a much higher level than most people. Yeah, And not, not in a way of like, that makes me more intelligent or anything. It's just unique, Mm -hmm. you know, like, because I can, I can be talking to somebody who's way smarter than me, but I can also do that thing where I can hold their paradigm and
1: hold my opposing paradigm and not have any issue with it. Wow, you know, leveling in, in the in a real good way.
2: Yeah, and 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 I did some deep thinking on, on that just in the last few days. Um uh and we can dig into that more, but just to kind of give you a little uh, a summary of what I had thought about was the idea and this isn't my idea but um the idea that so take that quote you yeah, have uh you know like it, it's it's a quality it's a good quality to be able to t- hold two opposing ideas so okay there's a benefit to it it's a, there's a uniqueness to it um but that doesn't necessarily mean that oh everybody should try to do that or that should be everybody's goal in life is to be able to do that mm-hmm. the Best in the first example is your police officer who's keeping you safe, keeping your neighborhood safe. When he sees somebody who's a threat or somebody who has a gun, the last thing you want that police officer thinking about is what that person's background is or what kind of stress they could be under or anything. You don't want them thinking about any of that. No, You don't want them considering any other paradigms other than stop that guy. Yeah, exactly. And I think that applies everywhere and i think that's a huge conversation uh, how that applies to you know our scientists Mm -hmm. um, so who's special in different fields experts in any field who their job is to uh be the best there is at that thing to focus on that narrow target and
1: to not let everything distract them exactly and and yeah that that's that's something that's uh that there's also some talent and sometimes it's really hard for people if they are in in some some jobs to let that loose, right? But because you got something like um just like you said with the policeman, um there's so much going on in the in this world nowadays that, that there are so many emotions attached to stuff like that that the base you touched on just like he has to uh directly um do action, you know, like the, like the threat that you, you that you mentioned. Yes, has, has he has to do d- directly uh, action with that? But the thing comes with it because there are so many uh, emotions that he could have throughout the day. Uh, all the things that happened to his normal, basically normal life. Um, these are all like factors that could uh, point his judgment on another way of life You know that he probably couldn't do that but we accept from as a society that people in their uh in their job would do that you know just okay this is this is one side but i have to pick this side whatever it takes yeah i get you yeah so that's 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 one of the and and we we you and rishi uh for, for the listeners we we have a um a little group of people that um Introduce him to the podcast world, and and Snake is our brother, uh, who connects us, uh, who co- connects a lot of these these people uh, together. And uh, when Robert came on, there were some questions that he asked, and th- these are not just like normal questions, you know, just like you like apples or pears. No, 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 no. <laughs> when Robert's going to ask you a question, it's going to be really deep thought. Uh, could could you give me an example of one of the questions that you made? Oh, I can do it up too. Yeah, if you could, if you could, off the top of my head, <laughs> yeah, I would also have
2: to to <laughs> grab it because that, that yeah, thing. you you can see that was an example of of how excited I was to find the group because there's, it's like when we think about these things, the kind of people who think about these things during the day, there's not a ton of people to have those conversations with. So when I get hooked up with the group, I'm like, hey, guys, guess what I was just thinking about today? What do you guys think about this? And everybody, and
1: all the feedback, is uh, it's like, yes, I'm talking to the right people, you know? Exactly, because that makes also sense. When you have some questions, and I will give them an uh, uh, example in, in a in a minute, but if you dig into the the, the answers you're going to get, then you know that you are with uh, uh a bunch of people that really, really think about the topic. These questions are not just like, okay, I'm going to give you right away an answer. Sometimes I trigger myself. I read it and I give an answer because otherwise you think about your answer, you will have a different answer. That's also one of the things. So, uh, but I will, um, I will get one for, for the listeners. So they will, uh, maybe don't listen to the podcast, but they will, uh, swirl the hat a little bit around. Okay, so um uh, th- oh let me see because we have a lot of chat going on. Uh yeah here is one. oh yeah we really had a good talk. That's one of the that's one of the fun things if you're in a group with with, with uh uh, same-minded people, you you just ramble on, ramble on, ramble on, isn't it? Um.
2: Yeah. While you're finding that the one one of the things that I was thinking about is, in addition to you know having the um the find the right people to talk to about the things you want to talk to, it also includes being able to um challenges, right? Because those that's a lot of the stuff that I was kind of like. Okay, guys. Here's something that I'm trying to figure out in my head, and then not having to figure it out all the way in my own head, I can say, "Hey, guys, here's where I'm at with this idea. What are you guys' perspective on it?" I don't have to. I don't have to wait until I've figured out all the answers before I bring it to people who I know can deal with it. You know, and can work through it. You know, and not be like you were saying, already have the answer and not be able to move or budge or move around from it, from where? Yeah
1: already concluded you know and that makes so many sense be- because um, and it's really mind gymnastic it's like Sudoku you know yeah, the Sudoku with with the, with the numbers um, I, I I used to do that a lot because uh, you have to think ahead and you have to figure things out well when it comes to some questions some questions um, could be very um, what's it called uh, well they Can upset people, right? Some questions can be upsetting people, but you have to let go your own emotions about uh, what you think about the emotion that's attached to the question. You just have to answer the question in the most uh, vulnerable and in the most, um, well, best way for yourself. And that makes it so interesting because you, you, uh, as soon as you, answer the question you you're gonna get in your hand just like oh wow I do have options but every option is it could harm some others all right I, I will I will get right to it with the uh with the question where is it I want to have that one that uh from the terrorist that you put it on yeah I know which one you're talking about yeah uh I don't know I don't know telegram yet how to um, well oh then I can I can't grab
2: that one from um because I put that one on the list um that uh, I had yeah I think so the way that I summarized it yeah the way that I summarized that one was um the um, the exercise is uh your next two incarnations. Uh, your next two lives that you live, one of them is going to be lived as a uh, a terroristic um, perpetrator, meaning like you kill a bunch of people, and then the other one, the other life is going to be a terroristic victim, meaning like you're killed by a terrorist, right? And then if you think about the um, the decision is which one do you choose, which life do you want to live first, and which life do you want to live second, and why... And what would you learn from living them in that order, right? Um, yeah. And the idea kind of, the, and the one part I didn't add into there is that my thinking and people kind of ran a little bit of a different way with this, but in my, the way I was posing it kind of presupposed the idea that uh, in, between incarnations you have a brain wipe, right? Mm-hmm. So meaning after life number one. You don't have any memory of li- the previous life, except for what we all know is like you know woo woo kind of like um, higher realm connections, but no like actual memories of any of it. Right? right. So it's kind of like you're getting to choose in which order you play out karma, right? Yeah, and uh, and, and you know what? In kind of like I was saying earlier, the the awesome thing about that and finding a group of people to to um, kind of Hit that stuff back and forth is, is I know Shane. I know and and I listen to a few of your podcasts. I'm like, okay, these are the right guys. I don't have to have all the answers to this before I send it to them, right? Mm-hmm. I can
1: just say, hey, here's a here's a thought problem. What do you guys think about this? Exactly, exactly. and 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 um, the, the the good thing is that there is no, um, there's no wrong answer. There are just answers that you self have to. Dig into more about oh, if you look at that that point of view, then it makes sense. And everyone has a as an individual who who made through some things. Um, so basically, that that's why they could tell they have a different answer to you. But there's no like oh that's crazy that you think about it that way because it's all um, uh, hypo- uh, hypothetical. Is it the, is that the word? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. um but it's, it, it's really good, just like you said. When you have these kind of questions and you dig into that and you see the answers, you know you're in the right group because it's deep thinking. And um, I know that the first time when you brought up these things, you had a conversation together with Mormon Rishi, which also was on the show. Um, deep, deep thinkers, and uh, I had to put my, my, my phone away within an hour because my mind was just like whoa wait a minute wait oh where does it go to you know what I mean um and I like I like that I like that because that's a good ex- uh, um, exhaustment of your mind because you really digged into some questions um and and that's what I, that's what I really like what you also did is um, you sent me a, a, a list of things that we can talk about. We we will get on that uh, a little bit later, um, and I have to be so. Also- if I could, if I yeah.
2: could, um, on that same that same subject, before I forget, um, there was another part to that 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 um, example that you brought up the um, the two incarnations, right? So there's a part that I didn't even dig into on that, which is the what led me to that, like formulating that challenge, is. The discussion that that we could have, you know, not necessarily right this second, but maybe at some point in the conversation or whenever, or that uh, that we'll bring up in the chat, is the idea that, um, so it presupposes this thinking, it presupposes the idea of incarnation. Some people don't believe in reincarnation, that's totally fine, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not going to say they're wrong at all, I'm not 100% on it. But that's the premise of this idea, right? So, on that premise, the idea that reincarnation happens, and let's say we live out types of karma to gain types of experience. The question is, or the idea is, um, that if if that were something that people we perceive as bad people, like like um, evil people, right? The question is, are they living out an evil incarnation to gain a specific type of experience?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Like and and you would go right back to that um that terror. And that's kind of what that question was was used to kind of like pick apart, right? What would you learn from being a terrorist? And what would you learn from being a terrorist second that you wouldn't learn if you did it first? Yeah. Exactly. I just you know. <laughs> um, so and the reason is not because i'm trying to pick it, i'm trying to dig into the you know like the, so, the 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 psychology of a terrorist um it's an ex, that's an exaggeration to kind of work on the idea which on a lower scale when we're talking about things like flat earth or the better example would be nasa putting out fake um anything fake mm-hmm. right that they're putting out and selling to people as if it's real mm-hmm. right so to me, I look at that and I think, okay, that person is fooling, is intentionally fooling people on a large, large scale. And that's wrong. Right. Exactly. But they, they, that's the life they've chosen to live. And what's, what's the
1: karma involved with that? Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm now, tell now someone knowing that you are deceiving the whole world, not just like, family or friends but the whole world you you know that you do things that are not 100 truthful. that and that you know and that that's um that's of course one of the interesting things about our uh our mind. you know um i think that they said in in the 90s that we discovered like 50 of the human brain how it works but we still don't know how someone can be a perfect neighbor, a perfect employee, perfect family member, and then all of a sudden kill five or six people. All all of a sudden, we we, we just can't put our, you know, we don't know what the snap line is. And um, that's, of course, a little more deeper thought. What happened in that brain to do these kind of actions? But the same level is as what you said, is what if you are knowing that you're going to do that, right? So are you going to tell people just like, okay, I got this this feeling that I'm going to, for example, kill people, or I got this feeling I'm going to tell uh, BS to the world, but I have to because it's my job, just like if you are in, in NASA. But what does that with you mentally? And that, that will... That, that That's something that's, that's really interesting, how the mind works, because... We saw that also, of course, in in World War II, in Nazi time, that somebody who was a butcher or uh, just your, your neighbor could be a Nazi party member tomorrow and um, take some people from the uh, um, from society out, you know, if they're Jews, and they just say last week they were saying, "Hey, hello, how are you doing? What you want? I want a piece of bread. I want a piece of meat," and within one week later, you just completely turn around what make that that you are made up your mind and I don't talk about the pressure well maybe it's the pressure if you got a well a gun against your head and you do not have any other options to do that but when you know that you tell bullshit because you're a scientist at NASA then that's a different question right because you know that you're telling BS, probably.
2: My thoughts on that is that, um, and it, it's not necessarily a quote, but the idea that um, that everybody is the hero in their own story, right? And I think that applies. You know, probably it probably applies even to the, or maybe not necessarily the main character, I mean the hero, but maybe just the main character, right? Everybody's the main character. So that would apply, you know, to, you know, like the person we're talking about at NASA or the, um, you know, the person who goes and steals, right? Um, victim mentality, right? The idea that somebody who wants to go and take a bunch from a bunch of other people, what's their storyline behind it that that makes this the right thing to do, right? Like maybe in their mind, hey, it's, you know, I know stealing is wrong, but for me, this is the right thing because blah, 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 blah. Exactly. Right now. What is that? Well, how does that somebody in NASA who, um, let's say their job is to convince the public that we've accomplished a certain task and he knows that it hasn't been accomplished, but for whatever reason, for security purposes, military purposes, whatever, his job is to convince the public that this has been accomplished. Hmm. Right? Like he knows that that's not true. But he is definitely a human being and has definitely done the math to decide this
1: is the right thing for him to do. And he does a great job. <laughs> you know, yeah. But that's, that's the funny thing. I, I Sometimes I, I, I give an example to people. that's like, if you have a war, you have uh, um, people from A with general A, and you have people on the B side with general B. For B... A are the terrorists. For A B are the terrorists. So who's wrong? And you see that now coming. I saw something on uh I think it was on TikTok about a discussion about uh what's going on now when the world don't want to get too much into pub, uh, into politics but what's going on with the with the Houthis and uh you know um uh, stopping the 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 traffic from uh, from Amazon and stuff like that well Sorry if your packet is delayed, but you know what we did to these people? We bombed the shit out of them. And now they only block some traveling routes and we are going bonanza. Mm. What the hell is wrong with us people? I mean, and that's what you exactly what you said. What's the story behind that uh behind the thought or behind the action that somebody did? I think Freud said that that. Uh, behind every, uh, behind behind every behavior, there is something that explains its behavior. Like it's it's something like uh, I was thinking about. Um, you can convict somebody from murder, but it depends if it's real murder. In uh, I think it's first degree called in 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 America. Um. But if you're raping children, that's probably another uh, subject, of course. But you de- decide to do that with a child. That's something difficult than when you, okay, first of all, you want to kill somebody or you have to kill somebody because you're in a, in a, in a situation, right? But if you do something to a child, it's your decision to do that. And of course, that's deeper thought because people say, wait a minute, there are people whose mind is, is psychology messed up, so they feel attracted to them. But that's a very hard thing because we are mature people. And of course, we relate all the thoughts that we have to ourselves because we are decent law-abiding citizen right but what if if there's this smack in your head this 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 little thing that messes you up about uh i know someone i knew someone who was uh, fascinated with death and he he just wanted to kill himself and uh, there were a lot of people who were very sad about that when he killed himself but he was so fascinated by by death for all his life, and a lot of people were also very glad that he could experience exactly that what he was bereached now for all his life. But is for a normal human being, or oh, call me normal, but that's crazy ass. You know, I, I mean, you have met a normal people, normal one? <laughs> How was that going? But it's it's really fascinating, and um, with the with the the questions you put it into the group, you have to think about some morality, about uh, your emotions about it, but also dive deep into. Well, what what could be a good answer to this very hard question, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So if whether we're talking about um, like in that um, exercise, you know, uh, somebody who's a terrorist in one life and and a victim in the next, or we're talking about, like we're saying, somebody lying uh, for their job about military or or government projects. Right. Or harming a child, harming children. Right. Um, Those things, in my opinion, those things all have universal laws, right? We all live in the same universe that all has the same laws. If we're telling a lie, we're uh, we're we're subject to the law, right? And I think I, I I like the idea of reincarnation that you know, like you could live out a a piece of shit in this life, in your next life you might you might uh, process a lot of that leftover karma from the last life mm. stuff like that. And you might, and I like the idea of thinking about. You know, in between lives, you're looking at this catalog of different lives that you could choose to live for the next one and think, what am I going to learn from that, you know? Or, or yeah. this one, I could be a terrorist. I'm going to hurt a lot of people. And how am I going to make it back to a good person after
1: that, you know? Wow. And what, like, life, you the know, normal options are not available that you have to pick some real difficult stuff in that catalog of the new life. You know, that there's no easygoing, that there's no, <laughs> you know, uh, you can be a millionaire, but, you know, <laughs> there are some strings attached that you do not like about that. You're going to be uh, bankrupt. You're going to be public. Uh, um, you know, you, you're your main figure in, in, in society and, and, and people going to spit you out once you you gain that goal. You, you're done. You go to jail and stuff like that. So there's always a yin and yang a light and a dark, you know that there's always something like duality going on, and that's really fascinating because a lot of people think about that in in this life. Oh, I have a hard time. Yeah, guess what? There's going to be a good time too, or you had a good time before you had the bad time, and it's always it's it's always like uh, going up and down. It's from left to right, from up to, to, to down to button, you know? Um and that's really fascinating when you talk about that, Rob. I like that. Thanks.
2: The the another part of that is um is my one of the things that I like I would like to get across to, to our community, you know, our little community and anybody who gets a chance to listen to it. It's the idea that um that we should we people who care about the things we care about right which is um truth that's why we call ourselves truth seekers right Mm -hmm. and um and working towards making things better right and we have a, a kind of like a step back view you know like you see one group of people who's okay with children being exposed to like crazy ideas and 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 stuff that you're like oh man this is not good here's you have a picture of what a healthy life is life is and you want to steer um society towards it i think um i think what's missing a lot is us taking that step back and being able to look at everything as it has its part right the yin and the yang right um that uh the idea that no matter how much good we do, there's going to be a balance of yep. good and bad, right? And so that that's not like a argument mm-hmm. that, oh, what's the point of doing good? No. what Rather, it would be the argument that let's not fool ourselves that we're going to end evil, mm-hmm. right? And if we take that approach, I think that's the first step to taking any of these things seriously, you know? Um, and and the idea that and th- see the whole thing about imagining the karma and the the incarnations, that's a step towards that, in my opinion. Yeah, where I come from, is the idea that what if you know this person, this uh, hated figure, pick any any you know figure, whether it be like a world leader or something that everybody hates, mm-hmm. and you think, oh, that guy's a piece of shit. I bet he's going to go to hell and rot forever. Maybe not. Maybe he comes back as a reincarnation and he has a disability and everybody spits on him. You
1: know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Or, or he doesn't has the fame and he doesn't has the power that he has now and abuses. And the funny thing is of course when when um when we when we see the 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 the, the things that are coming up, I don't I don't look at news and stuff like that, but sometimes some uh, on, on social media some things popping up, you know, you know what this man did, or you know what they do, blah blah blah. Um I, I don't give I don't give anything about it anymore, but I did in the in the in the past. But the funny thing is it's it's all about your opinion for on that moment. So imagine I, I'm I do not agree that uh children could could do a sex change when they're like 10, 12 years old. And and there are some laws attached. But when you're, as a parents are against, you you could be locked up and stuff like that. I I don't like that stuff. But, well, what if you are that girl or boy that's really completely not in the good uh, body, mind, I don't know if it's education, I don't know if it's if, if, if it's like uh uh go to a shrink and, and you're gonna solve the problem. I don't think so. There, there's a lot more going on. So what if you are that person? On what perspective would you, you know, take a view at that um at these things? You're gonna you're gonna make up your mind differently than you do now, then you say it's not normal, which from my point of view, is not normal. But, you know, the, the funny thing is, because we have to do a little bit funny stuff about this, you can drink, what's in the, in the America, Americas like 20 years old, you can drink alcohol at 18? 21. 21. Okay, here in the Netherlands is 18. You can smoke cigarettes before you're, uh, well, you're not allowed to get them before you're 18 here in the Netherlands. Same here. Okay. You can drive a car when you're 18 you should be 18 and I think a little bit same as in America that uh, under uh, uh, when a parent drives with you you can drive a car from your 16 right but, but you're not allowed to be to do that alone. okay so th- these are three like normal options that you can you can check when you go to the grocery store or when you've been involved in society. but you can have a sex change when you're 10 years old. What the people that, <laughs> but, but I think it's also in the program of conquer and, um, and divide. What do you think? Oh, the
2: perfect. Yes. That's, that is, that is the best way you could possibly explain it. Um, cause like you were saying, when you brought up the Nazi example about how you have two, two neighbors who might've gotten along one day. And then, and then something changed in the in the war or in the politics, and now they're enemies. And they're and they're t- one of them's taking the other captive, right? Same thing with this situation. It's a divide and conquer thing. The um, one of the um, things that that whole step back, taking a step back and looking at things that I in this uh, subject is that I don't hear I don't hear anybody doing is the idea that um that the the psychology the or the um it's weaponry right i call it psychological weaponry that is used on us by the governments by the um the media all that stuff this is military grade psychological weaponry that is being used to do that dividing and conquering yeah. of people so when when i hear Somebody say, "Oh, that person—they fell for this trap. They're an idiot." I don't. I don't. You know, what you hear this all the time, you know. Uh, I can't feel sorry for them. They're an idiot if they fell for that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no, they fell for a trap by the most powerful militaries in the world <laughs> using their very best psychological weaponry. That is not something to be ashamed of. That, in oh. fact, if you're making fun of somebody for falling for one of those
1: maybe we have two idiots you know <laughs> yeah exactly but that, that's funny that you brought it up i was talking to a friend like a few weeks ago and he said rob everybody knows 9-11 was a scam it, it was a setup he said and they give like chicken crumbs for people uh, especially for people that are critical thinkers or uh conspiracy theorists right so i said yeah yeah he said but who wrote that script? There's somebody who is writing the script and knows about everything that's going to be the consequences about when people figure things out or when people going to dig into some stuff, which we can now better with the communication technology and the internet and, and, and digging up information uh, as 30 years ago. But he said, who is writing the script? even the people we blame now that are the idiots and the people that write the script are the script writers of this. They are only playing a role. I said, "Whoa!" then my mind was just like one hour rushing down on some rabbit holes. Like if you look at, at that perspective for a lot of people, people like being in NASA or in, in a, a, a military industrial program, um, organizations and stuff like that, it's like a job security, right? Just like what you saw with COVID. If you don't take the the shot or whatever, you're not gonna get your pension. You don't have a uh you don't have everything that you build up for all your life. We we will take that away in in one uh control all delete motion. So it's some kind of like job security and a lot of people think, I think they took stuff and I don't talk only about a job, but but also do things in their company or for their boss that are, they they don't want to do that, but they have to do that because otherwise they don't get paid and they have to search for another job. What do you think about this job security that I brought up? I think. Well, I have an idea. I have an idea on that one.
2: That um that i that that I thought of and I kind of talked it back and forth with my brother and maybe just a another person or two and there's a um and uh what I call the let's say the Disneyland effect and I I, I was actually going to send this over to the chat I didn't do it yet so I'll just kind of explain it okay is yeah. um the idea is um if I'm going to Disneyland uh. I only go there once a year or something. We spend a bunch of money, whatever, get hotels, all that. Um, I don't want anybody calling me and bugging me while I'm at Disneyland, unless my house is on fire. Right? Like if, if, if my house isn't on fire, I'll deal with it tomorrow. Right? Oh, there's, you know, there's a little leak in the toilet or there's, you know, or the, the neighbor, they're getting in a fight. Hey, I'll deal with that tomorrow. Right? I'm at Disneyland. Right? So this, this idea came, came up for me when uh the COVID thing was happening because um what i saw was uh the conspiracy theorists pointing out little things to the people who are we call normies right Mm -hmm. the people who don't see any conspiracy conspiracies right Uh, a friend when a conspiracy guy and the normie will be talking and the conspiracy guy will point out hey isn't this weird don't you see that that's like you know that's not cool you know like they, they didn't ask for your um your health records. It like a year ago, it used to be a crime to ask for your health records at a place of employment, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Right? And and they changed that all of a sudden. And then what I that's when, in my opinion, what kicks in is the Disneyland effect. That person, the normie, is like, um, you know, I'm gonna I'm I I I'm not going to I don't want to pathologize that incorrectly. So the the idea is their thinking is: I have a certain amount of people that I trust. This is the directive that they've given. I trust them. There must be a good reason for it. Mm-hmm. I I don't have any time to to really go battle battle this idea of whether or not there's a good reason for getting your medical records. You know, there's a threat. Uh, people could get hurt. I trust the scientists that are telling me that we got to show our medical records, so we're doing it, mm. right? Mm. For me, that came across to me is that same that same vibe as somebody at Disneyland saying, "Don't bother me, I'm at Disneyland." Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, and and so it was like you could heap on so many different like uh, conspiracies. You could point out so many different things, and no matter what you pointed out, this person would not like. Not, I don't have time for any of that. You're retarded. You're retarded. I, I have, you know, I have work to do. The scientists have rolled on the. trust the science,
1: you know, I don't want to deal with it. It's fascinating because um, a lot of people, I think, do not have the time to dig into that stuff. They need their breath and play. Just to go out through the day, you know, they have a a family, they have uh, work, a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. So they don't want to dig into some stuff, which is cool. I mean, everybody should have their own path of growing or noticing or whatever. And maybe we're completely wrong and we have too much time to think about stuff that's on our mind, right? And they just want to live their life and they're, uh, well, they're happy with that. But the thing comes, we are humans. We are curious people. And even if you look at now at the technology that we're uh, connected now, you know, you're in California. I'm in the Netherlands. uh, We talk to each other. We have uh, visualization. We have audio. We have all this stuff going. My computer is recording. I can... We can make stuff happen that we couldn't probably 50 years ago. So it's really fascinating. That's because we're curious people. But a lot of the, the normies or whatever you're going to call them uh, are just, okay, we, we can do that. Point. That's it. <laughs> I'm still fascinated about the fact that I can talk to you, Rob, on quasi on the other side of the world you know you're you're well, yeah what I, kinda, what
2: I was kind of what i was kind of going to push towards with that that idea of the the disney what i call the disneyland effect is the uh to bring it back to the military grade psychological weaponry of what's going on when you say divide and conquer um and when i look at that situation between the 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 conspiracy theorist and the normie and the conspiracy theorist is just hitting a wall trying to reach this normie with this. And, and um, you know, he might look at it and he might be mad at the person. Why are you listening to me, right? Huh. And we're not considering all the millions and millions of dollars in commercial industry and ads and, and propaganda and all that that went behind keeping those people from being able to connect. Yeah, separated. Right. Yeah. And yeah. those are two people who, you know, like the conspiracy theorists probably wouldn't be most of the time, they're not even gonna be reaching out to that person unless they care and genuinely want to make the connection. Yeah. But the the part that I like to that I'd like to dig into more and to understand more is how how do we how do we take that step back um and navigate it with the respect that it deserves, right? Which is I'm not gonna look at that person like they're an idiot, you know, for not hearing me out. I'm gonna try and understand, okay, you know what uh, what are the barriers between what I've noticed, which is like a conspiracy? I'm like, okay, this is obviously wrong. and where that person can't hear it, what are the barriers in the in the steps between that that if I really care about
1: them hearing it, you know, that's cool. I had something going on with uh, with a friend of mine and uh, we were talking about conspiracies and he, he, it was just like you said, hitting, hitting a wall constantly, constantly. And then all of a sudden I was talking to with my, uh, with my girlfriend about it and, and she gave me a, a perfect example. It's like, if I talk to you about Rammstein and you don't like German music at all, you don't like metal music, I can talk to you for hours but it goes in and out and you will be Pretty bored. Um, you, you know, you would probably ev- uh, avoid the complete situation about talking to me because I'm only talking about Rammstein, for for example. And I think that get, that goes also with, with 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 this kind of stuff. If people do not want to dig into that, not interested in it at all, you know, don't don't take a stance at it at all. If it's fake or not, they don't care. You can talk about it, you know, you you can put your energy in it and, and your truth and your facts, but it doesn't matter because they don't care. And that's something you have to, you, you only can see when you, as you said, step aside a little bit and take the helicopter view instead of the, the frog view or the, the normal view, right? You you have to get up and see you, yourself yourself and the other person arguing about a subject or whatever, or talk about it, and then you can put it in perspective. Oh, wait a minute. That Then you see that wall. Just like you said, indoctrination, advertising, there's a complete machine, a complete system that's that's very hard at work to divide us from each other. Yeah, and then
2: the result in that taking a step back, the helicopter view, the result might not even be in a, a direct confrontation with the person. It might be the correct approach after you've taken that look back. You might notice, oh, I'm not supposed to talk to that person directly about it. I'm supposed to do a little bit of work on this, and then maybe when I have a get together with these other guys, I can invite them to come along, and they'll see they'll have a better chance of seeing it from there but exactly. we're so stuck on we want to argue it because we see the people on the TV arguing it and we want to win that argument like we see happening
1: on TV. Mm. Yeah, you know? like winning the debate. But there's nothing to win. You know, Yeah, to win. And if you go with that mindset, you would win. That's one of the things. If two people are arguing, uh, they raise their voices, uh, it's going to be more to the point, to, to the person, but the first one, even if he doesn't is on the right position and he wouldn't win the battle, the one that steps down with his voice and takes his deep breaths and just talks to him in a normal way and looks at him in the eye and takes some spaces between some time spaces between his thoughts and between his uh, uh, when he speaks that one's going to probably win because the other one would say, oh, shit, he knows more than me and he will probably win because he's so convinced about uh, how he's bringing it to me. He's self confidence about that. And that's that's psychology that they're putting up at us all the time. I mean, even if you're only driving in a car, you see so many information and disinformation um, on the road ahead, that you, you you constantly have to make a decision, right? Even if you know this road for a long time, watch out speed limit. Watch out, there. Uh, uh um, this roses road, road is closed. Uh, detour. Uh, so much going on. Stoplights uh, of of traffic lights, as you say in America. Uh, so many, th- and and then you have to control your car. You know you have to you have to be uh aware of the traffic around you so so there's so much going on and you have to as as a human you have to constantly make a decision make a decision but what if you're just sitting next to the one who drives the car you do not have to make the decisions is he if, if he's speed speeding it's not your business so you take the helicopter view on a perspective you know, the one next to you, the, the driver has to make all these decisions that he sees on, this, on, on the signs on the road ahead. And you're just sitting there just like, okay, I'm going from A to B, that's it. How? I hope I will be uh, healthy when I get out of the car, but that's the only thing that you care about. Maybe there's a time limit, but that's okay. Fascinating. Fascinating stuff, Rob. Yeah, yeah. Um-
2: so the other idea that i that on that um on the the attempt to read somebody was a conspiracy theorist attempting to read somebody the example of uh that i brought up which was medical records right so um the i think the instinct or the initial thought of the conspiracy theorist would be to point out to the normie and say hey hey just a year ago, if somebody was forcing me to provide my medical records, I could sue them. This is crazy, mm. right? Right. That seems like a sensible approach, right? But in reality, the the correct approach on that might it it might be much more a humbling approach and not feel as exciting or anything like that. It might be something like, "Hey, you know what? Um, I understand everybody else is okay with this, but it doesn't feel right to me." I don't think that that the this change is um, you know I don't think this change matches the health threat that's out there, Mm. right? In my perspective, right? See, that's that's a lot more like I'm not forcing them what to think. I'm not trying to convince them of my idea. I'm saying here's what I believe, and here's how this you know it shows them that hey, I've thought through this a little bit. Here's the conclusion that I came from. And just kind of putting that as I gave this some thought. Have you given it thought?
1: Uh-huh. You know,
2: Uh-huh. that's fascinating. But yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying that I do that. I I have not. I'm, not <laughs> I'm just thinking about doing all this stuff, right? Um, that's what what I want to talk to you about, and just to figure out because when we when we find a group of people that we can talk to about this stuff, we we're, we're the reason it's so cool is because we know we're talking to people who care mm. about these things, right? So when, you, um, when you're when you with people and talking with people you know care about this stuff and care about thinking it through and being able to express these ideas to, to to share them with people, you know, that's that's the people you want to be able to, like, work through it and figure out, okay, what does this look like in reality? How does this actually apply to the real world? Why am I... Failing when I'm trying to reach my my normally friends with this, or or yeah. how come they can't? How come? How come eight inches per mile squared doesn't just like turn on a light bulb for people? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Like, I'm sure. Like, how come that nobody hears me?
1: How? Yes.
2: <laughs> right. How? Obviously, you know?
1: obviously, we're not taking the right approach. Right. Yeah. If, but I think that that also in in your truth journey how long is it that that you've been digging into some stuff that that you think uh that that that's been called like rabbit holes um oh,
2: let's see i think i've had the personality my whole life right but like uh, one one good example is one of my favorites when i first got into joe rogan was um let's say Shoot, I don't know if it was 2012, 2013 when just before he started podcasting um uh his comedy, he has two really good comedy that were like some of the all-time my all-time favorite comedy bits. One of them was about the pyramids, the Egyptian pyramids. I don't know if you know the bit, but he his bit is um that do we know who built the pyramids and uh some guy or some group goes, finds the pyramids and they're like, holy crap, who built this? Nobody knows. And then they go and they move in. And then 10 years later, somebody else comes along and they say, who built this? And they say, well, we did, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. And there's, there's a whole bunch more to that joke, but um, it's it, the, what the joke did is it kind of took, what the mainstream story of this pyramid is. And, and it makes you think, Oh shit, you know, how much of this is just the storyline and how much of it do we actually know for certain? Right. Yeah. And then there was, there was one other joke that is one of my other favorite joke by him, which was about the U S presidents. And he was talking about that the rich and powerful oligarchs are all sitting around a table and they're, they're like, um, Assessing how well they've done with choosing the presidents of the United States, the super rich people looking at, they they put in uh, Bill Clinton and they're like, oh crap, we 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 did it, we did it, we fooled everybody. And then they put in George Bush and and they're like, they're like, are they going to call us out? Or are they going to actually accept this guy? And then eight years goes by and they're like, they took it, they took it, holy crap. And they're like, okay, I think we can go dumber, Oh. you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right so and then look at look at where we are like in in 2024 um, our president is uh, you know, it is um, let's say you compare him to Bill Clinton, right? If you put Bill Clinton in, in 1996 in front of a microphone and you ask him a question, you're gonna get an eloquent answer hmm. right. You put uh, in in twenty twenty four. You put Joe Biden in front of a camera. We're not dealing with the same level of expertise. Oh no, no you know, no. and and so that joke, that joke, like you know, I don't want to like try and say exactly what it did, but that, but it like, um, it, it like, it like kind of like opened my mind up a little bit. Like, holy crap, you know, is it is. Are, are these presidents actually being selected for us? So, you know, like that's, yeah, those are some of the, um, I don't know. I Those are the, it's, I can't remember off the top of my head any conspiracy thinking really before that. Um, I, I know I did like, I've always liked to listen to like, uh, you know, stuff like that on the radio, whether it was coast to coast with our, our bell or, or George Nori and stuff like that. Hmm.
1: Don't, don't, like, uh, but but I'm, I'm sure. It, I got I got I, I got some that popped in, in my head where you talked about uh, Clinton and and Biden. I think there's one difference. Uh, Clinton got a blowjob, and probably Biden has to force to get one. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I don't even want to picture that. Oh no, no, yeah. I don't want to picture them either. No, none of them. <laughs> none of them. No. They, that, that's one thing that that's, I think that that's a flaw in politics, that there are no real hot people in there. Maybe if, if, a, if a hot woman or a hot man would tell you some really shite stories, you probably would dig them better than these old, weird-looking people that are dealing with their, with their politics. And, and politics is a game you can learn that in school only did they took over and they um, you know it's like if you're playing cards or you're playing uh, backgammon or you're playing Monopoly, all of a sudden one of these games are being ahead of everything but they're not they are not like the complete game spectrum but they they uh, have the entry and and it's the mainframe. If, if you can't play Monopoly, you can't play the cards, you can't play this, you can't play that. So and that that's really fascinating because I think but it, it's hypothetical. Maybe 100 years, 200 years ago, uh, people were really um, trying to do the best for their community, which was called politics. But now, politics rule the world. That's a different story. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I am
2: always immediately jumped to the, um, the internet for that, right? Is that uh, 200 years ago, the average uh, Earth person <laughs> would only travel 100 miles in their whole life. You know, if that, a lot of people probably stay within a five, three, three to five mile radius of their home. For their whole life, oh. right, and then um, so when uh, the the whole world gets connected and politics and and the you know all of a sudden they're not worrying about the politics of their little town. They're like a little uh, you whatever you call it, whether you're a shoe salesman or or a carpenter or whatever who's got to worry about our, are we going to destroy the planet now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whereas two two years ago he he would have been he would have maybe fifteen or twenty people on his mind and that's about it,
1: yeah, that's fascinating, fascinating, yeah. and it's, it's also fascinating to 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 look at it and uh uh on a psychology uh, psychology way uh, I like to to sit down on a uh, on a bench in the park or you know. Um, at, at a restaurant and sit outside and look at people passing by and stuff like that. Well, what's on her mind. And, uh, I, I, I told that, I think it was, uh, on a, on a podcast with snake. I love to, to walk down, uh, a grocery store and just laugh at people, not, not laugh there for <laughs> right no. in the face, because that will be maniac <laughs> put in that loony band bin. But, um, just walk down the I think it's called the Isle in in America and, and, and when people come across you, just smile at them. Look what happens. That's so fascinating. And that's the same if you look at um, uh, expanding their worlds, like you said, right? So so you, you, you 100, 200 years ago you have this spectrum of like five or ten miles that that you live in. you you have your food, you have your family, you have your community and stuff like that. And nowadays, you, you can be, within a few hours, you can be uh, across the globe. Uh, globe, I don't think so, but across the world, let's say that. It <laughs> yeah, so, doesn't bother me. <laughs> no, no. And that's one of the things too. Uh, the people where we talk about nowadays, they do not put up a verbal fight with other people or call them idiots stuff like that, just like a lot of people do when you dig into some topics. And that's really bothering me the most. It's not like I can't talk about what I think is the truth or fact. But it's like, oh, you're stupid. Well, explain me why. They do not have a real reason why they call you stupid. Only because their belief system is different. Doesn't make me stupid. <laughs> it's like uh, what George Hobbs always says on his pl- podcast. It's really fascinating that uh, people that believe in the globe uh in the heliocentric system, they don't know the facts about their belief system. That's bothering me the most. How how about you? Because I know that um I, I got some I got a message from, from Snake about some questions I have to ask you, Rob. So it's gonna be, yeah. be fun. It's gonna be fun. Am already yeah. having fun also because you know for, for the listeners, fellow humans. I never talk to Rob as I never talk to Melanie as I never talk to Jessica. We just hop on a podcast and we're having a great time. And that's 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 the real disorganized productions. And yeah, skipping branches like a squirrel. I like that. I love it. Yeah. Yeah and and back to the back to our buddy
2: Snake. That that guy um you know, I've only known him for a couple of years and I've only talked to him on the phone, I think maybe three or four times. And, uh, you know, like when he, he invited me, Hey, come join this group. And and I start, I hadn't talked to him for maybe a few months. And, uh, and he was talking about trying to get it working on podcast stuff. And then, and then he'd already made all this progress working with you on stuff like, Holy crap. I was so happy to hear that he did it. And then and then on top of that, to find, you know, that, okay, he's got a group chat going and and then I listened to some of your podcasts and I'm like, oh my gosh, he found the right people. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's that's the people to be yeah. talking to about this stuff.
1: It, it's uh, like a magic potion that's been spread all over our people like the last couple of months. It's not that long. I reached out uh, to Raul, I think it was like August or something like that. I think somewhere there August or September stuff like that <clears throat> because he was on George Hobbs. and and there was something in his answers that he gave to and, and he talked about on George Hops show that could uh that that are really big that 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 felt like wow I I want to know more about this guy so I just reached out like okay I I'm Rob. I, I love to talk to you on on, on your podcast and stuff like that. Or you want to be on in my podcast because I was doing podcasting. I had some episodes, uh, but 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 not was pushing it too much. So we got in contact, and and then it's like a roller coaster roller coaster, but it's a real fascinating, great one because all of a sudden it clicked with the people I talk now with, and it's really. Uh, Strange, how you could and and I was talking to that uh, with Snake also a few times. It's so strange that you can talk to people like you know them for all your lifetime. That there are so many things that are, you know, it feels really like brothers. There's a community going on. There's this this love in this in in all our messages, even if you do not agree with each other. There's still this love going. And I for for my perspective, but I see when I go back to my uh my own life, a lot of people that they can be on the same level perfectly, fine, but when you're not, they are out a lot of times. Or they, they don't invite you again because you 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 know you bring up some, some tough stuff. And I'm an Aquarius, so when some I have a big heart, I got a lot of love. But when somebody uh, messes me up. I just disconnect directly. I, I don't. I, I just don't think about it anymore. That that's one of the good and the bad things about it being an Aquarius. The only thing is what I wanted to 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 point out in this community. There's so much going on with the the topics that we talk about, the the uh, the love you get, and the the familiarity that you have with the people that you do not know. I never saw Rob before, never saw a picture, never talked to him. Only, you know, Oh, here comes Rob Sills. You got to talk to this guy. And he comes up like, if you are, a, if you, I got a question for you, if you are, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, if with the terrorist stuff, you know, uh, you want to be a victim or you want to be the one that, that is a terrorist. And what would you, what would you choose? And why would you choose it in That order It's like, Holy cow. Well, think about it from my perspective,
2: right? I, I'm the kind of person who loves thinking about that kind of stuff. And most of the time, I have nobody to talk to about it, you know? Like, I just get to think about it in myself. I'm going for a jog or whatever. And then I what I'll do is I'll, I'll like, think about, okay, here's my answer to option A. And here's option B. And here's option B. Okay, cool. Those are some cool options. I don't get to ask anybody else, and then I stumble onto a group where I'm like, "Hey guys, what do you guys think about this?" You know, and then that's that's just so much fun because I get to get to get feedback instead of all being just having to think about it all by myself.
1: You know, yeah, I think it, it goes back to my episode, I did my solo episode with isolation, because when you have these questions going on in your head, or just like these. How is your point of view? And you have this A and your B side or whatever, A, B, C side. And you can't talk with anyone about it, whatever topic it's going to be. It's going to be lonely. You you have to deal with your own silence and you have to deal with your own thoughts about subjects. And it, some people could been driving mad with that. The funny thing is, especially what you said now, when you have the group that reaches out and that as interactive with you, um, if something happens. There's something like uh, this big brick that's just falls down and you can finally do the things that you want to do, uh, talk about, and uh, you don't have to be, uh, with every thought that you had about the subject, you don't have to put it in your own head. You can spit it out and think about a new thought that's coming in. You know, you got the, the right flow, the like the breathing, you know, the the in and out except and breathe it and breathe it and breathe it. And, and you just you want to push it out somewhere. But uh yeah, man. Yeah. I got some um let me see what, what uh Snake asked me about it. Um Oh, you are into uh air shakes? And Jason M. Brashears? oh, archaics, archaics, yeah, yeah. I did some um, research on that. Well, I don't know what it is, so please. Okay, yeah. So, um, Bras-
2: Brashears is a he calls himself a chronologist. He, which is uh, he studies old books and he makes charts out of he. What he does is he takes. A lot of old books and old historical documents, and um, cross references, all of them to try to find, to try to use the cross referencing to determine where the lies are in history and to map out the reality, right? Uh huh. Meaning, so let's say, let's say you have a today's history book and they have a war from like 200 years ago. Here's what happened. Here's who the good guys were. Here's who the bad guys. Now, if you have 30 books from around that period. You can, you can like find all the facts and see how many facts match up between which ones find out where was one of those books copied from another book. You can, you know, that's that's what a chronologist does. Right. And so this guy, he was in prison, um, for a long time and it's, it's like a really, uh, what do you call it? Um, big controversy for him being on YouTube and, and, and gaining popularity is the first thing that people notice is that he was in prison for a long time, but that's kind of what he credits to having had access to all these books, was because in prison they have nothing but old books, right? So he's he he had like a machine, just spent his entire time in prison going through these books, making charts, writing books, he wrote like 10 books or something like that. Wow. So, yeah, fascinating, and he has, and I love uh, alternate, like, history and stuff like that, alternative history, or, you know, I used to love ancient aliens until, you know, until I'm not so sure that, you know, I don't know. I, I, I've yeah, got a lot yeah. <laughs> of interest in that. But that's the kind of stuff that gets my wheels turning. Like, okay, we're told this. What if, what if it's not that? What if it's something else, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, so the reason that this guy is so exciting is because he uses... Historical documentation to do it. He's not making anything up off the fly. He'll say, uh, you know, um, you know, I think. Say, here's what history tells us. Here's what I think it is, and here's ten different books that that point towards that. You know, like from yeah, yeah. So, so that he's a he's a really interesting guy. A lot of um, uh, controversy around the fact that he did most of his work the majority of his work in prison but he's had a a youtube channel for i think four years now and um and the other big thing is he's huge on simulation uh simulation theory uh-huh yeah and and i'm not sold on simulation theory um but i I lean kind of towards it but um you know i'm not sold on it but he is he's completely sold on the idea that this world is a simulation very much like the maker matrix when we die here we get unplugged we yeah. you know we meet up we talk about what experience we had you know not necessarily like a computer simulation but in general the idea oh. he looks at it like a simulation what's
1: fascinating uh, because sorry uh no i saw this guy john levi john levi on youtube he's um pointing out all these old structures and he says, how could they do that? It's it's not related to the, the stories that they tell about the history. So that digs in, as you said, oh, with this guy, um, uh, uh You know, somebody wrote the book about the history and somebody wrote the event. And what kind of perspective did he add and what kind of message did he want to bring? That's also fascinates me. Okay, what's the message behind that? Somebody wrote something, whatever that is. Yeah. I like to dig into that. Yeah. So and and this uh, archaic, uh, how do you pronounce it? Archaics. Archaics. What?
2: Yeah. Called? There's. Uh, it's a um, so he has the along with that uh, simulation theory idea. There's a, I think another cont- controversial thing where, where he would get shut down by any mainstream, like, uh, 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 historians, is that he looks at, um, when I said, like, making charts of all this stuff, he'll take a chart and he's obsessed with the, the, uh, the number 138, which is a year where he sees cataclysms every 138 years there's a significant cataclysm. He's charted it out all the I have not looked into a single one of those charts or done any of the math or whatever. I just like, you know, entertainment value of it. Mm. He's convinced that 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 138 year timeline where all these cataclysms or events are happening are part of a structured um, you know, um uh what you could. An element, a structured element of our reality. Uh There's this types of mini resets that happen every 138 years to whatever, keep the balance of things and stuff like that. So that's, that's what, uh, one of the, um, unique things about it. I've, 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 I went and saw him at a, they did a convention in San Diego about, uh, I think it was October and he had him, maybe about six or seven different presenters or people who had different podcasts that are kind of associated in his community mm-hmm. that had gone up and they all talked. And it was like an all day thing. They were selling books, selling merchandise and stuff like that. I got to meet him and all that stuff. And um, one of the things I was going to bring up is uh, is that I think it's a unique, unique thing that could have gone in the introduction about my personality is all my favorite podcasts or people that I'm I'm fascinated with, like Jason Brashears. Um, there's another podcast, Skeptico, that I'm that uh where I met Snake, our buddy Snake. Um, uh that one is is one of my all-time favorites. Um Owen Benjamin is a favorite. Um so I've had met- messages back and forth with the the host of these podcasts. And while I agree with a lot of them on a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, that whole personality trait where I don't, uh, where I, you know, what I was explaining earlier about, um, about, um, being able to hold two ideas at once. So when I approach somebody like a Jason Brashears or, or, or Alex from Skeptico or Owen Benjamin or whatever because I come with the approach that I might, I might be on, on this, on the same page with you in a certain amount here, mm-hmm. but my, my, um, my passion is to take somebody like that and say, Hey, yeah, I might agree with you on this on this and this, but I want to push you on the stuff that I disagree with you on because I, and the reason I want to push you is because I like you and I think your work is so great where, where I have no interest in just being like, Oh yeah, everything's great. I'm like, you're awesome. I want to hear what you think about the stuff I think you're wrong about.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because if you only have this, yeah, 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 then there's no um, there's no tension, a, a good sense of tension because there's nothing uh, more exciting where, where you have a, a great conversation with someone and you just have one thing coming up that you completely disagree with. How do you work that out? without, you know, of course, with love and respect to each other, but uh, also you have to, only because you like someone, don't push your belief system aside because you like someone. And a lot of people are just like people in a relationship. They say, oh, I know that he's like that. So they, 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 yeah, how you call that? They they, they jump off from their belief system just to have... uh, the peace of mind in the relationship, yeah, and um, that's that's really fun because I was uh, on Friday I was with my girlfriend and we were talked about this um, with her daughter. She's ten, and um, well, I basically live uh, separately from them, but I live in in their house sometimes in the weekends, and and sometimes I live here where my place is, <coughs> so. But we were talking about relationships and that people are, you know, hanging on their lips all the goddamn time. And and then there's going to be a lot of involved, like family, like work, like stress, all the things you can imagine what happens in life. But they're all tied together. And um, we were talking about that sometimes I just go. And sometimes she asked me, Oh, please leave. Uh, and I said, with a big smile on my face, and I'll do that with all pleasure. And this, uh, this little girl, like 10 years old, she, she asked me, uh, She asked us, but well, why? Did...? And we said both harmoniously, Because of love. We let each other go because of love and because we can. And the funny thing is, when you do that, and you have your own quality time for yourself. You love the other one more than when you've been putting up all the time. You know, when you go to bed, when you're watching TV, where you go to work, when you come back from work, where you go to dinner, all that stuff that's so immense. And um, we do it for the, uh, what's it called? For the sake of love. But A lot of people do that in a relationship for the sake of peace. That's a different story. You no, know, I won't shut up because I know that's a subject that she doesn't agree with the stuff like that. What you do in a relationship is, okay, I hold back my beliefs and I will say, okay, don't go to that topic. No, you should go to that topic. You should know how the other believes about some things then you know more and, and some, you know, like people are offended about some things that uh, that you do in a relationship. So you don't do that anymore. Well, I would say, screw that. I would do it anyway because I love, love to do that. Only because you do not agree with me doesn't mean that I don't have to do that for my whole life because I'm in a relationship with someone who doesn't agree that I drive a motorcycle with great speed or that I take another tattoo with stuff like that. Just like, What? fascinating pretty fascinating but I like the point of view that you have that okay great to talk to somebody and uh, dig into uh, what his belief is or whatever topic that you talk about but I like to push it where you are uh, you know have to defend your system or stuff like that yeah so um, what the the uh... The difficult part about
2: that is because so uh for instance, uh how do I put it? I think it, I could apply the same that like arguing or discussing things with my girlfriend as I could with discussing with like somebody who I'm a fan of. For instance, uh Owen Benjamin. I don't know if you've heard of him, he's a comedian. Absolutely, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I've written letters to him. One of the things he does is, is, for anybody who might know, is he lets his his fans write in letters. He reads them live on the air, and um, and it's not all just stuff that he agrees with. He'll say so he'll be reading something that he disagrees with, and he will have a total argument about it, or he'll or he'll he'll make a case or, or, or disagree whatever. The it's awesome that he will he will read these letters live on the air, not having read them at all before. And then he'll give a live reaction to him cool. you know. on his podcast. So I stumble onto that, maybe his show, maybe a few years ago. And I immediately got obsessed, started listening just pretty much every day to his podcast. And then after a while, I wrote, I wrote a few letters. And my letters, just naturally, I'm like, okay, I'll, I have areas that I want to push this guy on, you know? Like, I want to put, like, the whole... The flat earth thing... Um, I think a lot of it was flat earth. Some of it was, like, religion stuff. hmm And just kind of pushing it at, at it. And um, the response that I got from him... So, what I would do is I would... Kind of like a devil's advocate, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would say... Um, let's say he's, he's um, you know, going through this whole flat earth idea... And then I throw him an argument from the from the NASA side. And I'll say, hey, here's I I think a weak point of your argument. And he would just tee off on it. And you're you're retarded. You can't see this. You can't see that. You can't see this. You're retarded. Right. You you shouldn't even be writing writing on 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 paper. You know what I mean? Give yeah, it up. Yeah. Get off. Go back to your right. And and for me, I'm like there's so much depth and thought that went into like when I send you guys a question, that's the kind of caliber of stuff I'm sending. Right. <laughs> but him being like who he is, I got to learn about like, there's, um, I think with, I, I don't know. I, I hadn't made an assessment of it, but the idea for me, either way, of whether or not he agreed with me or even saw what I, what I wrote is serious. I still found it like like an honor that he would read it online give a give a a live a reaction to it or whatever. Mm. Um but uh but that was an example of me uh taking somebody that I agree with mostly and finding something some area where I disagree and pushing at it and being like, "Well, what is um what about this?" you know, like um I'll give you a for instance. Um so Flat earthers will generally say that um, that that the, the universe being unlimited, unlimited planets, unlimited uh, galaxies, and then we're just a tiny little speck. It's a really common flat earther-like argument to say the whole reason they do that is to make you feel small and to make you feel like God doesn't exist, mm-hmm. Right. I think that's. I, I'll argue with that, and I can put that. I don't know. I don't want to make any claims, but um, to me, there is no difference in in um, between God um, taking a fish, a little fish bowl with one fish in it, and and all the microbes and stuff like that, uh-huh. versus a whole ocean. Right? What difference would that make to God? Right? Hey, yeah. So. For me, the obvious extrapolation is why would one planet be any more difficult than a billion
1: galaxies? Yeah, 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 exactly. Is is that the question that you uh been written down like uh, Yes, I Yes. So Yeah, that's... right. The skill of the flat universe, one scoop of soil. Is that one the one, right? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, skill of the, the flat Earth universe. One scoop of soil, all forest land on Earth. That's the yeah uh, for their forest or an ocean,
2: whatever it be. Like, what's the difference in so if if you have an infinite being who creates a universe, what difference does it make if it's the size of a tennis ball or the size of a universe? If you're an infinite being,
1: it's not a matter of difficulty. No, right? It's it's a it's a how we think about his perspective that's right but that's fascinating because we don't know him. so we will put all the shit that we have uh, gathered in our lifetime on knowledge and on, on on emotions and stuff like that and we make a point of view of his perspective although we don't know what it is what he is or she or whatever so and that's that's basically a little bit back to where we started the podcast what if you're looking from a different perspective with things that you've been put up or that you've been put on a plate? You know, if you go to some restaurants, are you hungry? Yes. Would you like to eat? Yes. Oh, I have something very special for you. Oh, give it on. You can end up with bucks. You can end up with this haute cuisine, which is just like this tiny little bit, and it costs you like $25, and even your tongue would be saturated with that little piece. But it you know after 20 meals <laughs> your hunger will be stilled but it's you know it's what's the perspective of how you look at things and 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 how you uh how you deal with that and and going back to to Owen benjamin i think um i digged a little bit into him uh, about his history uh because snake brought him up and and first of all i didn't didn't notice anything by the name and then I saw him just oh yeah brilliant this guy um, when you're in a in a position on in Hollywood or basically in a in a position where society looks at you that could be in a very small community or big time, you will have so many questions from people like interviewers and people that want to see if you're in the, in the same on the same level or stuff like that. That you can basically uh, answer a question, uh, but people have bad intentions or have an opinion about the question that you answer. That's, uh, I think, that he was getting into. He 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 said some things. I don't I don't want to dig into that because I don't know much about it. But I saw some things on the internet. I disagree with that because I know that I'm a bald haired guy, right? So, if I'm standing with a Fred Perry or a Ben Sherman uh, polo shirt on and I, I greet you on the street, like, hey, how are you doing? And they, they make a picture of me like this, they, they could point out just like neo Nazi, you know, you're, you're a bald headed dude for the listeners who we were both bald headed. I got a beard and Rob doesn't. Well, Rob has, but Rob doesn't. <laughs> but, um, you know, you, you when you make a headline, you can bring up whatever you want. And that's how the system works with everything that we were talking about today about deceiving. What's their what's their agenda? How they're gonna bring it, how they're gonna put it. And probably there will be some 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 people from uh the media that will say, oh I take the role to to uh to tell everyone that these are the bad guys. That's that's just like that. It's and it's really Astonishing how that goes and how that, uh, I, I think Britney Spears also had to deal with that. You know, it's she, she was a very uh, famous girl and all of a sudden she, she totally went wrong. I don't know that story either, <clears throat> but I'm sure there are some people that if you do not jump that high as you ask them how to jump, you are being off the chart, within, within seconds. And then comes the job security. Would you go with that, that they said that they want you to pull off or that you want them how, how you have to deal with those stuff? Or would you rather do the things and tell the things that you really want to tell? all the consequences that uh, you have to deal with.
2: Yeah. And I think we all do that in our, in our lives. You know, we all, we like to, I like to think that I'm a hundred percent open-minded and that I, that I approach everything with this whole, take a step back view and, you know, hold these two perspectives. But, you know, we all, I I definitely have stuff where I'm close-minded, you know, Mm. and, and, and I think, um, and there's, Plenty of areas in my life where I go along to get along, you know, um, and everybody does that. So I, I think, uh, you know, like, and I try to keep that in mind if I'm if I'm looking at like a, uh, uh, a an important figure to me, whether it be like a podcast host or somebody, you know, um, famous or whatever, and and just remember that they're human,
1: <laughs> you know? yeah, like they're human beings. They have to shit, eat, and sleep every single day, just like us. Normally. Normally. Something yeah, and that goes for the bad ones, too, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And that, that's something that, pointed out uh, my, my friend, when we were talking about this nine eleven shit, and he said somebody wrote the script. So he said, you have to think about it on a different perspective, that if there is a script, which is 100% sure, and people fulfill their roles like in a play, like the Rothschilds, like uh, Bill Gates, uh, like bin Laden. isn't it crazy how good they play their roles to be on that script? So probably they're doing for themselves, and then coming back to your question, or to, to your philosophy, uh, doing basically good, because they play their role good. You know, they have to play a role, which is playing a bad one, and they play it good so they do something good for you know. wow just like that actor that's a jagass that's a, that's you know that's this criminal where he plays that role good and we say wow you saw that, that movie that was so great yeah it was a criminal but we have sympathy for him oh what the you know maybe we are looking no maybe I think we are looking at the world stage theater has been when you when you channeled in, you, you can see that whatever gonna kind of bring it up, and you have to look at it just like, wow, who's playing that role so good? How you bring that up to be the bad guy or or to be the good guy? You know. Well, think about if you think about good decisions, people who are
2: choosing to do good things. Um, there's not a script behind that right no so um if i'm if i'm uh you know walking crossing a street and i see a car that's approaching quickly and i see you know like a a, an older female or a young kid about to cross the street i'm automatically thinking oh i want to go and protect that person right there's no like script behind that right it's natural progress of things and and i i like to think that even though some of those those large-scale things like 911 um the uh the covid thing that happened the whole tyranny behind that mm-hmm. right I have a feeling that um it's not like an incompetence thing but I don't think I I think there's just a um a frequency that 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 people who are doing those kind of nefarious things can just be, on that frequency, in the same way that we would be on the frequency of good when we're thinking about helping out people around us, right? Um, so, if ah, uh, what well, would be a good example? If if, ah, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just just the idea that the coordination behind it. For instance, let's say the. Um, there was this event event I think it was event 2020 something or event 21. Mm-hmm. you remember hearing about that they had this event before 2019 oh, yeah. where all these professionals got together and said, hey, what would we all do if there was a pandemic that happened? Uh-huh. Let's, let's all let's all play it out. Let's do scenarios, okay? I'm the doctor. You're the guy who gets sick, and then and then okay, you're the you're the governor. Let's. How would you implement this in your in your jurisdiction? Mm-hmm. You know, and so they do this whole event to map out what would we do in the case of an emergency, and then two years later, there's an emergency, and then they react exactly
1: the same ways that they had just practiced. Right? Exactly. It, so that really food porn for people that like psychology. How, how, I mean, I think even here in the Netherlands, they said it's an experiment. We're going to put you up on a, on a huge scale of experiment, how people react to something. And if you see on the scale that they pointed out, because, you know, the first things that we saw was a little bit of China, there was a a virus and within one day it was, you know, it was here, stuff like that. They made up. And then you saw some uh, some trucks driving in uh, in Italy, but you don't know. I'm not in Italy. You know what I mean? Even if there's twenty trucks driving down the road on my town right now, I don't have a clue. It it could be, could be twenty trucks with all dead bodies, but because I don't look at the news or listen to the news, I don't know. But I'm fine here. If they find me tomorrow dead, well, I'm, I have been a great life. I, I mean, I revive life a few times, but, you know, I. what is the truth behind the things that you see? And with visualization, just like I told you before, if I walk across the street, I greet you with, hey, how are you doing? And they make a the picture and uh, they, they subscribe it with, with something different than what my intention was. Well, there you go. There you got your media. There you got your narrative that that they want to stick up your, you know, whatever where the sun doesn't shine, and people will have an opinion about that uh, subjectively. So without thinking about what's really going on, like, I want to let me jump in here real quick.
2: So the uh, I just had an idea to explain. So let's say you take the an analogy of a, um, what are they? Firefighters, right? One of the jobs of a firefighter or the fire department is to manage uh, forests or, or areas that are that are subject to burning, right? Mm-hmm. Which means their job is not only to just wait for fires and to put them out. They're also supposed to uh, manage areas that will get caught on fire and, and decrease the amount of damage that's going to happen. That might be going to certain roads and, and forests and cutting down trees ahead of time, right? Doing all this prevention. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, there's there's a thing they do, which is called the controlled burn, right? Mm-hmm. Which is where they, in, they intentionally burn. So they've made the decision that, okay, the best way to prevent a large fire is to create a small one and to control it, right? Right. So right. if they could do that without doing the fire, if they if there was another way where if they had enough machines to cut down those trees instead of the fire, they would definitely choose that route. Mm-hmm. But because the fire does it so well, they use the fire and manage it to to get the job done and be, be done with it, right? Exactly. Exactly. So my if I was to do the like I don't even want to call it a devil's advocate because I I don't agree with it. But um, let's say you look at the people from uh, who, who were the, the tyrants in COVID, the people who wanted to take away all your rights and the people who wanted to, um, you know, use experiments on the, on the public without giving them the, what is it? The informed consent and all that. They wanted to use that opportunity to um to give more power over to that industry and to the government and all that stuff Mm -hmm. now taking a look at them being the main character or the heroes in their own stories they i assume have to be looking at it like they're doing a controlled burn Mm. right Mm. like the firefighters who are saying hey you know it, and they might not even they might not even light the match, right? They it's might like be like don't like the fire. They might be like, <laughs> you know, they might be like, hey, let's go to this certain area of the forest and let's all practice. Every two months, we're going to practice what would happen if a fire happened in this area, and then guess what happens? When <laughs> they've been practicing this for months and months and months, and then a little fire catches because they haven't been wetting them down. They 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 a little fire a spark catches and they're like oh a little fire cause is somebody gonna put it out no we might as well control the burn right exactly we might as well let this thing flame out we control the burn we get all the money for controlling that burn and then we and then we you know like get to make the shots because we were oh. my uh, go one out there when me switch ears but you get the idea yeah but that's that's really you know everything. Give me one second. Sorry, I'm I'm losing you on audio. Yeah, the, now that the the about
1: that. the data is a little bit unstable right now. I don't know if it's from my point of view or from
2: your point of view. Sorry, I just got I just got audio. My audio okay. dropped out for about ten seconds there. Okay. Hey, speaking of which, can we take a
1: quick break? Yeah, of course we can. Of course we can, because I can. I can edit the the audio. But I I need to 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 grab some to drink also. Okay. Uh, but great talking so far. <laughs> yeah. we're only only almost two hours ahead. Yeah, isn't that fast? Yeah, and I've just been slamming caffeine all morning, so I got to eat yeah, the rest. Good. good, I like that. It's cool. Okay, want to uh, make a small break for? Uh, well, not not for anybody because we. I, I just can cut it down. We have a small break and then we pick it up from the uh, from the script to things that we need in life to play out bigger scripts when they really happen because that's the that's the issue. Hey fellow human we're, we''re uh we were recording four hours of this show with Rob Sills so I will cut that this down in two episodes. This is the end of part one. I hope you enjoyed it so far. And be ready for part two.
0: I've been running for all my life With the devil on my heels. He wasn't always right And he can't fulfill my dreams I've been running for all my life with the devil on my heels He wasn't always right And couldn't fulfill my dreams His pain in the ass Black as night God showed me light And hold me tight I've been running for all my life With the devil on my heels He wasn't always right And doesn't fulfill my dreams God showed me the light Please hold me tight I've been running for all my life With the devil on my heels He wasn't always right Couldn't fulfill my dreams I've been running for all my life And fulfill my dreams. He's a pain.